Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash all right, welcome to Nerdificent. I am your host, Ify Wadiway. Sitting across from me is not Danny Fernandez, but actually to the right of me, my special guest co-host today is a good friend of ours, Ed Greer. How you doing? Hey, man, Ify, this is really cool to be here. I've listened to you guys for a while, and, uh, Ooh. I, I, you know, I, no one can replace Danny. Yeah. I'm just going to occupy this space and time. I like how you entered this as if you're going to be a step parent. Like, look, I'm not here <laughs> to replace Danny. I'm just, you know, I'm just here for your dad. Right. <laughs> I just don't want instant hate. That's me. This right. dude's not Danny. <laughs> All right, and sitting across from me this time is a good friend as well, Aaron Powell. How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? Good, good. You have done the most nerdy Prince crossovers, I think, that I've seen ever. Dude, I, it's it's my thing now. As I, people will not not let me dress up as Prince, so yeah. I kind of have to. Even when I try to do other stuff, they say, when are you going to do Prince again? I'm like, I, I guess. I, I grew out this long beard. So I would stop doing Prince. I'm like, no, we're good. You can still do Prince. Yeah, you're beard. muted. That's Prince. fine. Yeah, Prince had a beard at one point. I'm like, yeah, but not the costume that I do. We don't care. Just yeah. do Prince and dance. That's all it is. <laughs> you're, you're, you're mountain Prince. Yeah, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, I'm six. I'm the tallest Prince ever. I'm six one, and then I actually have like a little bit of lift on the boots that I wear. So like, I'm just like this humongous prince walking around in a giant purple coat. You've, yeah. you've probably seen me if you've been to a comic convention. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm going to drop uh, where you can find both of y'all just at the same time. So Ed Greer, you you do the screen junkies, you know, you you <laughs> you you hop on the screen junkies, and you have your own podcast as well. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, it's called uh, Nerd Goat Podcast, and mm-hmm. uh, we've had you and Danny on, yeah, which are very popular episodes. Danka, oh, yeah, Danka well, Shane, yeah, well. uh, but uh, it's just a uh, a dive into people's favorite fictional character yeah and that can be you know we've done tarzan we've done conan we've done 
characters from video games, Spider-Man, the Daredevils, the this and that. We've done uh, Elaine Bennis from Seinfeld. Was oh, wow. Barbara oh, Gray's wow. uh, nerd right. coat? You know what I'm saying? So it's it's not just you know people who swing on webs and, and punch <laughs> people through walls. It's, it's certainly whatever fictional character. And we find that when people come on and they really get a chance to just go nuts, mm-hmm. you know, you know, your, your significant other always hears your dumb screed, yeah, on yeah. <laughs> whatever you oh, like. Yeah. It's a it's our guest opportunity. Funny people like yourselves, and I usually Aaron, I want to I want to invite you on it right now. I I will definitely be. Uh, on no it. no yeah. podcast business. <laughs> I know right. But, but, I'm but, shutting it down. <laughs> nah, but honestly, it's embargo. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So that's that's what we do. Me and my man Ron Swallow. Uh, we just we just let somebody vent on their favorite fictional character, and we kind of James Lipton it up. Oh yeah yeah no, I think it's a great concept, and it was really fun to be on. I, you know, Elaine isn't as weird to me as someone whose favorite character is Tarzan. I didn't know <laughs> Tarzan had stands like that. Oh, that was a Jackie Cation. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and, and sometimes we'll have people who will have, like, they won't have this giant comprehensive, like, oh, I know everything about this character, but they'll like a certain iteration of him. Like, she liked the Johnny Weissmuller swimming Tarzan movies. Yeah. You know, from back in the days, because oh, you know, yeah. you know, that's back when she was like, you know, her grandpa would show him to her and stuff like that. Oh, so nice. we get to see why people connected with some yeah. of these characters rather than just nerding out and standing out about the character and doing some roll call of their feats or whatever. It ends up being a deep dive into the personality of the person, which is, I think, the special part about the show. Nice. It sounds like you are qualified. Your resume stacks up to right? be a co-host. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to turn over to Aaron. Uh, and, you know, you have quite a few podcasts, don't I, you? I have two. I have two, and I guest on a lot of others. Um, I did a couple guest spots this week, and I got a couple more later <laughs> on. Uh, my podcast, though, uh, the two of them are uh, Aaron Explains the Universe, which um, it started off with just me giving dating advice and like talking about like dating mishaps I've had in the past. To now, I talk more about like social issues, um, things going on in the world. Just I, and I'll ramble about a lot of other stuff too, but I always bring it back to dating somehow. My other podcast, which is on hiatus until I um, find a different format for it, I want to do video for it. It's called Stupid Movie Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Where I remember Stupid Movie Tuesday. Stupid Movie Tuesday <laughs> is when I watch a movie, either new or old, and I give my honest review on it. The episode that a lot of people like is my Suicide Squad one. And then the one people like because I'm just so angry about it was um, Gods of Egypt. <laughs> I didn't even make it through the whole movie. I watched that one live <laughs> as I did it. And like, if you want to hear, there's not a lot of cursing on this podcast that I'm on right now, but if you want to hear somebody cursing, find the stupid movie Tuesday where I'm doing gods of Egypt. You will see me at my absolute angriest. It's oh, like wow. driving on the four Oh five angry. That's like, a regional reference yeah, that a, everyone outside of LA is not, not going to get, get <laughs> but it's whatever freeway is in your town that you hate. <laughs> That's what it was. So. It's like, uh, you didn't like those Irish Egyptian gods? No, not at all. Because, like, deep down, like, my family, like, is from Egypt. So, like, when I watched it, I was like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. This is, this is, this is not right at all. And, like, just, just on a mythology standpoint, I'm like, this is terrible. Jamie Lannister, the actor who plays him, because I can't pronounce his actual name, uh, he played Horace in that movie. Horace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jamie Lannister. Jamie Lannister played. Right, don't don't Forrest. don't spoil it. Let him let him go see yeah, the Yeah, go see thing. it. Go see it. Sigourney Weaver's in it for some reason. <laughs> whatever. Like... Sigourney Weaver's my forever crush. Yeah. So she can be in whatever movie. She can be in Black Panther. Honestly, <laughs> uh, there was uh, there was an actor in Black Panther that was in uh, Gods of Egypt too. Uh, he was the Chadwick uh, Boseman. He was he was Chadwick uh, Boseman. He was uh, Toth. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, Chadwick, got... Chadwick Boseman had 
basically was like, hey, I guess he needs to pay rent that month. He ain't booked Black Panther yet. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Black Panther. Oh, yeah. And black superheroes. Woo, segue of the year. Miles Morales <laughs> is who we're here to talk about. Right. Miles Morales is fun. We're going to get into the deets and the and the beginning of it. But Miles Morales is cool in the sense that I remember when he came on the scene. I remember when I he remember. was career. I think everyone in this room remembers yeah. it. And I remember when he first came in being unimpressed, uh, mm. not by the character itself, but on the, <laughs> well, for, for the non-versed uh, fans, I'll like walk it back and explain everything I'm mentioning. But the fact that he existed in the Ultimates universe and not yeah. 616. Mm. So that, and I was like, okay, y'all doing it, but y'all not really yeah. doing it. And what that means for those who might not know the difference between the 616 universe and the Ultimate universe, uh, Marvel established that there's multiple universes, mm -hmm. and the 616 universe is basically the main canon. Everything that dates back to Marvel that you basically know and yeah. love. And Ultimate's universe is where all the Ultimate comics were from, Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate X-Men, Ultimate yep. Avengers, and they used to be separate. There was a weird moment in time when all the drawings in the Ultimate Comics looked like everyone who ended up being cast in the movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yep. know, Wolverine looked like Hugh Jackman. Yep. Uh, um, uh, uh, Samuel Fury. L. Jackson yep. got the job to be Nick Fury <laughs> yeah. because they yeah. drew him like that. Mm -hmm. they, like, the Nick Fury in the Ultimate Universe came first. Didn't quite, uh, didn't quite work out for Eminem in Wanted. No, no. <laughs> not well, at all. And, and basically, the thing that... But you know what? The thing that I liked about the Ultimate Universe in the first few years was they did seem to take it like just that tiny, they turned up the realism dial oh, yeah. just yes, a tiny just bit. Just a little bit. Oh, yeah. And th then they leaned on that mug and it went yeah, to, then, to yeah, 12. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, I, the it, Ultimate's universe it, was, was, was it great. It was great when it first started. By the time Miles was getting into it, though, it was, was not. falling off because yeah. like when Miles got into it, and, and I think we'll get into this later, at, at some point, Captain America took over America. Uh, they split it up at some points. Uh, Peter Parker was dead. Uh, the X Men were. It was just off the rails. It was like X Men Three bad when it came yeah. like to like the X Men. Also, I'm gonna pause and because I like to kind of make it a little inclusive for the nerds who might not have that deep knowledge. The mm -hmm. reason I said it didn't work out for Eminem is if you read the original Wanted comic, right. he's drawn like Eminem. Uh, because they drew the comic in the way that they drew it with how they would want it to be yeah. cast in the movie. They drew it anticipating a movie coming out, yeah. so they drew it to have yeah. certain people get cast for it. Like yeah. If you read The Boys, um, there's a character who looks exactly like Simon Pegg in there. Oh, yeah. And he wrote the foreword to like one of the mm -hmm. trade paperbacks. Yeah, and if, unfortunately, it's he's too old to play it now. He's, because way, he's aged boy, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if I can. Whatever. It's it's past, and they already cast him. But right. I auditioned for Mother's Milk. Really? Yeah. Ah, I was, really? I, yeah, and I requested that one, but I, I'm too young. Yeah. Like, Mother's Milk is an older right. character. Right, but right. I was like, I just want, like, I'm getting to a point where I've, I've, um, I've been taking some swing at a few superheroes, and to me, yeah. I'm just happy that I'm taking them swing. The most recent notable audition that I did was for uh, Ronnie DeVoe for the New Edition movie. <laughs> I, I, because I'm, you know. I'm tall, I'm light skinned, I can dance. I was like, I want to do Ronnie DeVoe. And 
Obviously, I didn't get it, but like, yeah, you know? was, there was a part of me that was going to say, "How did that go?" And I was like, "Well, the movie came." Well, the movie, the movie's out. The movie's out already. You that's know? what I thought was funny when you do tell people you audition for something that's out yeah. there. Like, how'd how did it go? Well, yeah. come on. Am I in it? Am I in it? You uh, know. Well, they cast me as an orc, so don't, so don't worry about <laughs> it. Oh. But uh, the one, it's funny that you guys were talking about the movie uh, connection mm-hmm. yeah. because one of the things about the the Ultimates in specific was. That was, honestly, if you really look back on mm-hmm. it, that was them giving Mark Miller a chance to shape what was going right. to be their cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Their their Iron Man is very much like, yes. the, like the Tony Stark that we got in the movies. Their, their Captain America is a little hyped up. He can like throw a Volkswagen instead of just jump out of the way of one. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The 616 Captain America got to jump out the way. He, the, the, yeah. the ultimate line, he'll kick a hole in your fuchsia line. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He don't care. They made and, Wolverine a little taller. Well, yeah, they, they tried oh, yeah. to do a lot of stuff. So, but basically, then it started to like even they had things like a uh, Captain America when he first woke up and he saw Nick Fury. He was like, "Ain't no high-ranking exactly. black officers right now." That yeah. was that that made me it, in a strange way. It made me feel good when he did mm-hmm. that because Captain yeah. America six one six his real superpower is not being completely racist as a product of the <laughs> of the forties. You know, like think about it. He's not racist at yeah. all, and yeah. like a little bit of that bothers me a little bit. Not, not even. <laughs> Cause, cause like you heard it here first. Aaron really wants Nick Fury no, to be racist. No, yeah. no, no. I don't want him to be. I just want him to be more realistic in the case. Like I, he doesn't have to be like like deviantly like devilishly yeah, yeah. racist, right, right, right. but like just subtle stuff. Like oh, there's a woman on the team, or like you know, <laughs> right, right. I mean, there's a there's that. a Negro in charge. What's this about? You that know, was stuff. always my beef with Captain America when they was like, yo, this dude's an ill ass military leader. So when he comes to like 1996, let's say, or 2018, yeah. or 2017, he's gonna be the dude who knows up on it. He's like, yeah, we need to get some of those Sherman tanks. We don't even use Sherman no, tanks no more, homie. We have evolved all of our tanks. We, we need to get some of those M14 rifles. We own like M17. Exactly. <laughs> Fragmentation grenades. <laughs> well, like, that's, that's, we don't even pilot our own stuff. These dudes in Sierra Vista pilot, yeah. <laughs> piloting but, drones. But, so towards the end of the ultimate line, though, when they turned the violence up to eleven mm-hmm. and they started killing off stuff, I do believe though for a segment of people, I think that Miles Morales did kind of re- resuscitate for certain people because I I came and read the whole run yeah. way afterwards, and I was kind of moved at how they had kind of set him up with his own Uncle Ben story oh, yeah. Of, yeah. of him thinking he could have helped. He, he gets his powers well before uh, Spider-Man is dead, but he chooses to not use them right. because he doesn't think that life is for him. Yeah. And his dad and stuff pressure him to be like, And Yo. he had some issues like because like his dad went to jail, his uncle, who he's very close to, went mm-hmm. to jail also. And he was like, well, what if being a criminal is like genetic or something like that? Yeah. He, he had those. He was just a young mm-hmm. kid. He got his powers. Peter got his powers at 15. That's always been whatever universe. He's always 15. Miles got his at 13. Which is, it really makes a difference. Those two years make a big difference. And he was always like, well, you know, my dad and my uncle, like, I idolized them and stuff, you know, but they went down this wrong path. My father shaped up, but, you know, you know, his uncle, his uncle's still kind of a criminal. He's the prowler. Yeah, he's the 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 prowler. Of the Ultimate Universe. Who is a high-tech thief. He, like, steals a bunch of... Which is how Miles gets his powers. The Prowler is stealing some stuff from Oscorp, uh, one of the spiders... Uh, number forty two for Jackie Robinson, I guess. There you I don't know. Go. I think <laughs> so. I honestly, I, mean, I honestly think I, so. I, I will say they they yeah. have made like nice little references like that. Like for example, uh, I bring this up a lot. One of my favorite Black Panther runs, the most dangerous man alive, when he is in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, he's there. He's, he's yeah. there as Mister Okonkwo, 
which is the uh, one of the main characters in Things Fall Apart, yep. a Nigerian uh, yeah. novel, novel, which is really great. Really great Chinua novel. Achebe. Um, I read that in high school. Yeah, that I did too. Real... I, only, I only got aware of it when uh, the roots to the album were the same. <laughs> oh. You're like, all right, cool. I did it too because I had this English assignment, which, like, looking back, I was like, oh, that was a pretty tight one. It was like you, they wanted you to read a story written by an author from your you know, heritage, nationality. Okay. So Chinua Achebe is Nigerian, Igbo. And I was like, oh, no brainer. And my dad was so hyped. And it was like the first time I seen him like real excited about something I was doing. And then the next day you told him you'd be a stand-up comedian. Yeah, and, and he, he was like, out of the family. <laughs> and then yeah. like, and look at this Dragon Ball Z tattoo. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He like threw away like the lab coat he had thinking I was going <laughs> to be a doctor. <laughs> Just crumpled it up, yeah. like, like how Spider Man be leaving his uh, uniform in the trash, the trash yeah. and he walks away in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor, no more. Oh man! <laughs> so let's jump into this deep dive real quick, just to get the first bit of, out of the way before the break. Miles Morales is a fictional comic book superhero appearing in publications by the American publisher Marvel Comics. We all know Marvel, as Crystal calls them. And it actually cracks me up. I love that she calls him Marvel, which is his own character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as one of the characters known as Spider-Man, the character was created in 2011 by writer Brian Michael Bendis and artist Sarah Pacelli, with Bendis and Marvel then editor in chief Axel Alonso drawing inspiration from both then U.S. President Barack Obama and American actor-rapper Donald Glover. I feel like they add Barack just to make it sound like it has more... Uh, yeah. more it's really like... <laughs> it was straight up Donald, Donald Glover. Glover because like Barack was president for three yeah. years As someone already, who was there know? and like when the mix and and, yeah. and, mm. and the whole idea was bubbling, it was Donald Glover. Like right. It's funny that they add Barack there. I think it's kind of corny, but it was after <laughs> a... It really it is. Worth, is. Like, yeah. At that time, everything black and positive had something to do with Barack Obama yeah, but for some it, reason. But they I always tag hey, that but on. But it was Oprah for years, so I'd say, <laughs> I'd say, buck I, up, buckos. You know what? I, <laughs> yeah, it really was Donald Glover. And you know, if you're wondering why, it's like, why do they sound so sure? The fuse was lit after Donald Glover in an interview said uh, how one time he mentioned that he would love to play Spider-Man right. and he just was targeted by racist trolls and you can tell it was 2011 because this was such a new idea yeah. to be <laughs> targeted by who racist trolls. Who, who would think that people in yeah. 2011 yeah. in this day and age would be racist on the internet? Yeah, yeah. You know? but, but like it was that was the big thing. It was like he was like every day, you know, uh, you know, I went online and I would just be, uh -huh. you know, it was like you'd never be Spider-Man N-word, this, that. And he said that that didn't get to him what really got to him was one guy who like tried to come at him and was like hey look donald the reason that you know there would never be a black spider-man is because you know there aren't any black kids like that and he was like that got to him more than just the yeah. blatant racism because like someone really doesn't believe that there could be a kid in new york who doesn't have a father and had an uncle die who is really in a science like and i and i uh, oftentimes repeat I mean, that with on paper that's a black character that's like a black character like, you'd be like that's uh that's that's uh patrice parker right yeah <laughs> if, you, if you told me that with my and told me about if you pitched that character with my eyes closed and you said no father like sadly i was like okay yeah i mean well you know? it's funny because it is not to harp on this fact but it's a 
common stereotype, but lots of times when stereotypes like that work in the favor of yeah. like mm. lending a mm-hmm. new character, people exactly. are like, oh no, that no, 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 no. <laughs> like it's it's used to put us down, but when it's like, oh no, this Peter Parker kid actually, you know, that that is like something right. that we can kind of relate to. It's like, no, no, that's ours. No. Overall, though, I think the way that they introduce Miles, I think they try really hard to give him uh, parents, yeah. you know what I'm saying, yeah. and, oh, yeah. give, and give him which like, I really uh, liked, and get him into like uh, charter school and stuff oh, like yeah. that because that weighs heavily on him. Like you're 13 years old, you got bit by a dang spider, and you got all these weird powers and all this stuff, but you're just trying to keep your head down and make sure you don't kick out, get kicked out of the school. Right. Like, I, I literally on some real stuff, I cried when I read the issue where he gets into the school and his parents are super happy that he's going to actually have a future and stuff. He's not going to have to go down the path his dad did. He's yeah. not going to have to do whatever his mom was doing because his mom seemed to be an accomplished woman. But the bottom line is it's easier for women of color a lot of the time. Obviously, they have their own travails, but a dude of color looks like a lion in the office to a lot of yep. people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, his, his brother, I mean, his, and they find out later his dad went to S.H.I.E.L.D. and did all this mm-hmm, stuff after mm-hmm. his criminal past. So, it's like he's hiding a dope secret agent thing from his kid, not just any sort of criminality. Right. He's hiding it in the form of, like, exactly. oh, I'll just make you, I'll just let you think I used to be a criminal. But actually, I used to save the world, like, every Tuesday. Yeah. But he doesn't want to, he wants his kid to just be a regular kid. Just be a regular kid. School. It's something that Peter Parker never really got. You yeah. know, he actually. Right. Like, Peter just went head-on and being a superhero and stuff, but Miles is like, look, I've had these battles for a couple of years. I kind of just want to be a regular kid because like, I've seen how dangerous being a superhero can mm-hmm. be with, like, everything going on in the Ultimate Universe. Well, that's the crux of the Spider-Man mm-hmm. mythos, and right. I feel like that's why it's so relatable to a lot of nerds mm-hmm. and why so many people – because everyone can think of being overwhelmed in school, trying to balance everything. So mm-hmm. to imagine also having superpowers, as cool as that be, you can – plainly see that like imagine a kid who are you going to relate more to the billionaire who used his billions to make a dope suit the (laughs) guy who got blasted with science and turns into (laughs) a beast or this kid who's just trying to make it all work Mm -hmm. like that's that's just hands down one of the reasons why. I can relate to the kid who can make it all work because those other two things would get me to die you know (laughs) there's no bomb that's gonna explode around you and you're gonna get magical powers from that (laughs) at all you're gonna die yeah but in the back of your head you're like I hope I yeah. Oh, well, I, I still want my mutant powers to manifest, like, to this day. There you go want... to the dentist, just take off the radiation smock. Yeah, you ever make yeah. a fist and just want claws to pop out and stuff like that? I mean, that's kind of why I love uh, My Hero Academia so much, because that's my biggest fear is that powers do exist and uh-huh. I just don't have them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, oh. oh, you're part of the 20%. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, you know, I, I honestly know that they exist because... Tony Robbins has a career and Usain Bolt. <laughs> okay. Like in the same, we're living in a world where there's a dude who's faster than everybody. Nobody's checking his meta gene. Uh-huh. He's just way faster than everybody. Always just fast enough to win. That's Dash. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that's like some real he stuff. Pulls, he pulls back just and, a and, little and bit. Like, and like, I don't want to diss Tony Robbins, but that dude sucks. And his whole <laughs> style is chump. Yeah. And he's straight bawling because he has stadiums of people come hear him be stupid. And then they run across some coals and they give him money. That's powers. I don't care what yeah. you think. That's powers. That's my favorite sequence of words. Like, I don't want to diss him, but he sucks. Right? (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll get into when uh, Miles Morales first appeared and get this whole thing started right after these messages. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Welcome back to <laughs> Nerdificent. Uh, still got Ed Greer and Aaron Powell here. And we're going to talk about how Miles Morales first appeared in Ultimate Fallout number four, which was dated August 2011, which followed the death of Peter Parker, as you heard yep. us say earlier. So as an Afro-Latino teenager, Miles uh, is the second Spider-Man to appear in Ultimate Marvel. Obviously, the first being yep. Peter Parker. Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in the Ultimate Universe up until, like, you know, the mainstream Marvel Universe, a.k.a. 616, kind of smushed him in there. And we'll get into that later. Although Miles is featured in the Ultimate Comics Spider-Man comic book series, he's not the lead in the Ultimate Spider-Man TV series, which debuted in 2012 because Disney XD was scared. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But now they see him mad racks because he is the main cast in this feature film. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which, have y'all seen it yet? Not yet. I haven't either. Not yet. <laughs> Dang, um, we're behind the embargo we're, wall. We're, we, yeah, we're behind the embargo wall, and we got nothing to say. Yeah. But, like, but, but <laughs> I mean, but then y'all synced it. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I haven't synced it yet. I'm going to see it on the 11th. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go. I, I'm going to a press screening, I think, the same day, actually. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I might see you there. In, uh, oh, but I just want to make it clear. Yeah. I, okay. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I... If you are a person who knows all about Miles Morales and you watch right. that trailer, That's... you see that they do a lot of things that are, are canonized, and but they do it fresh yeah. in a quick way yeah. uh, in there. So the, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing like the abbreviation of it. But uh, I, I just wanted to touch on when he did come out, and uh, or rather when the Ultimate Marvel, uh, Ultimate Marvel Comics line with Peter Parker came out. One of the things they did to try to differentiate himself was to make him like have long hair. And be a little more emo. But mm-hmm. over the course of time, it was, to me, always to me, it was just, they were just doing the stories over again. And just refitting yeah. his villains with different sort of looking stuff and blah, blah, blah. I think they really committed to the idea of the Ultimate line on a certain level. Besides besides Ultimate, um, the Ultimates. Ultimates yeah. is different than Avengers. Yeah. And Ultimate Spider-Man with Miles as the lead is different than Ultimate Spider-Man or regular Spider-Man. Yep. Those two books are the most different and ultimate 
of them, which is why Ultimates is the basically Marvel Cinematic Universe, and Spider-Man is getting his own movie. Yeah. They were the things that survived. Yeah. Because uh, the Ultimate X-Men did not. They, ult- start, they started X-Men. off good, and then it just went way off the rails. Yeah, Ultimate like, X-Men was just like, and I also think that uh, towards the end, Ultimates went off the rails because uh, Jeff Loeb was, yep, Jeff, yeah, he yeah. was going through some stuff, and uh, it, it, it appeared on the page. It's yeah, really rough he, he took his, his, his life problems were definitely shown up on the page, and like, it was it was no it was it was a weird yeah. thing because like I'm a, I'm a huge comic book fan and I'm a completist too so that makes right. it worse so yeah, like I right. kind of have to get this yeah. thing and I, I I just I gave up toward the end of it I was just yeah. like I can't do this I, c- I could mess with they had they had a mute uh Black Panther with like Adam yeah. and claws coming out of the back of his hands but they were real short and Hawkeye was like bullseye at this point yeah, yeah. um yeah which uh-huh. almost I kind of dug that for a second like he was flicking his fingernails at people yeah <laughs> they killed his family and he flicked his fingernails at him I was like all right that's hardcore yeah but <laughs> but uh one of the things that was really dope about Miles was like they let him have his Uncle Ben moment. His Uncle Ben moment was Spider-Man dying at the hands yep. of the Green Goblin and cops, which was a very convoluted. Like he got beat up by the Green Goblin, then got shot by some cops because yeah. he was too slow from getting beat up. Like I know, I what's like, up? Oh this? man, y'all y'all chose the death of the wrong Spider-Man. I guess. <laughs> Gosh, we're just getting too deep. But, uh, but yeah, so the bottom line is like that one. Him having a feeling that if I had a Ben Spidery. Or sought out some training, or did some spider stuff instead of he being could've, scared. He could have helped yeah. somebody. Punk, I could have helped Spider Man specifically, right. and so he kind of—that's his Uncle Ben. Yeah, and I think that makes the comics dope for that section. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, and then he has some adventures. He got little powers like the camouflage power. Yeah, the yeah. Blast power that he. Learns yeah, did they about. retcon that, or does he? Still no, have that's them? no. He still has them. Uh, they don't use it as much, depending on um, okay. you know. So it feels like that's kind of like the movie. Iron Fist. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. What I'm the more you whip it out, the less it's special it is. It's kind of like it's kind of like Gambit's powers. Like Gambit has, he doesn't always just charge things up with energy and make them explode. He has a power that is like called hypnotic charm, where if you don't know about it, he can just basically persuade you to do anything because yeah. he's so charming. Depending on the writer, no one mentions it. Uh, you you know? know what? I must be uh, well in more ways than one. I'm Jabba the Hutt because them mind tricks don't work on me. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't never been a gambit fan. No, the, uh, <laughs> Ucha, uh, Ucha, get out of here, <laughs> Mister and Mrs. X is a really good book right now. I bet it is because Rogue is cool and she yeah. can save that fool like Beyonce. But like uh, Jay Z's cool. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah it's yeah, just yeah. like. I know. I used to be a big Gambit stan, and then he was bad in Marvel vs. Capcom, and I let him go. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, all right, if you can't be good in fighting games, I can't deal with no. you, because you know Iron Man is out here bodying people <laughs> on the regular. Uh, but yeah, so it, it was like, um, so the we basically discussed how they kind of swapped out the Spider-Man. It was, it was a great story arc that happened, and that was kind of what was cool about the ultimate yeah. uh even though i kind of gave it flack for not like really quote unquote really doing it ultimates was a space where you could try new things and you know it kind of was like the nxt for all my wrestling heads for <laughs> yeah for because the stuff that worked it seemed like they kind of trickled over like uh 616 ended up with a black <laughs> nick fury yeah but i think that had more to do with 
the the ultimate Nick Fury launching into the cinematic universe, yeah. mm-hmm. and then this new thing, which I will probably mm-hmm. rant about in the end, where they want to homogenize the comic book universe mm-hmm. with the cinematic universe. The, the, but how they introduce the black Nick Fury in six one six is <laughs> dumb, dumb. It's yeah. really dumb. he's yeah. he's he's yeah. Nick well, Fury's it, illegitimate it black son who it literally is the Kurt is... Angle. What's his face? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's basically my <laughs> black son. <laughs> well, no, you, when you thought of Kurt Angle, I thought of Strom Thurmond. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, let's pull it back. We're getting too nerdy. Wow, I feel like got... I feel like some people are like, wait, wait, what are you talking slow about? Down. And hey, then hey. that's a whole nother podcast. If they have to explore. look up actual human history from this comic book stuff, that's a win uh-huh. for the universe. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but but Miles Morales, what they did in the in, in the Ultimates universe, um, and I don't, I, don't, I don't know if we do we have to keep it to the end because I do want to talk about how not about the cinematic universe homogenization, but like. How they try to fold him from his adventures from the Ultimates line into the Marvel Universe oh, yeah. is basically as stupid as that it, Nick Fury thing. It was it's a, basically it was, as stupid. It was a press move because, like, that. So Marvel has events. If you don't know that Marvel has events, they have a lot of them, <laughs> uh, especially recently. They these are just big comic book moments where they have like big crossovers, and they at the end of them, there's consequences, and then there's like things that happen that affect the rest of the universe. There was a. It was called Secret Wars, mm-hmm. was it? Yeah. Secret Wars is basically, hey Miles, we're bringing you over here. Yeah, buddy. Basically, oh, and you know what I called it? I called it like, you know how like, okay, this may be some nerds don't like sports ball, but <laughs> when uh, a team just decides to get crappy for a long time mm-hmm. so that they can lose a bunch and go higher in the draft to get yeah. a player, yep. that's exactly that's what it seems exact- like. The Marvel they tanked the universe so yeah. they could trust the yeah. process and draft Miles Literally, Morales. Literally, because yeah. the storyline was basically. Uh, the different Earths in the Marvel Universe were colliding with each other. Yep. And then they all colli- they all collided, and then there was like one Earth with every universe on it, and Doctor Doom was the ruler. Yeah. Um, he was the god of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The Human Torch was the sun. It was weird. This is, this is how they simultaneously got rid of the Fantastic Four and brought Miles Morales over to the main universe. It was a long and convoluted storyline, yeah, and it made no sense. Oh yeah, whatsoever. it was. It was like it was funny because people didn't know what to make of it. It didn't seem like people liked it, but people were like, "I think I know what their the right. end game is," so we're rocking with it. And here's some uh, important things I want to note because you know when we talk comics, I like to link up the cinematic stuff mm-hmm. with significance that you might have missed if this is your first time hearing it or seeing it. Mm-hmm. So. First off and foremost, I want to like you know highlight the exact thing mentioned uh, that that Bendis kind of credits Donald Glover for, and it was actually seeing him um, in Community in the yep. episode Anthropology One Hundred and One. Donald Glover is wearing Spider-Man pajamas, and it was a reference mm-hmm. to the event yep. we were seeing. And Bendis said that uh, he looked fantastic, and he saw him in the costume and thought, "I would like to read that book." And he made it. So there's some stuff Bendis has done that I've been like not really messing yeah. with. But him doing that, him like actively, he like Bendis was at the point he was like that dude at Marvel that mm-hmm. he was like, oh, oh Spider-Man's yeah. black now. He had, and it yeah, happened. he had, he had <laughs> so, that kind of power that yeah. was like, okay, well, I'm going to make a black Spider-Man. Yeah. And then we're like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. And but, him but, using his power <laughs> for that is why like I'm like, all right, you're good in my book. You yeah. can, you can I, I definitely agree with that. But I, And one thing, I, I'm not trying to push back in any way, but it was also the perfect storm. Oh, yeah. It's the perfect storm because that, that Ultimates Peter Peter Parker was getting pretty whack. He was. Yeah. <laughs> he was getting pretty whack. They were, they were doing the clone side. 
saga again. Dude, that's what I'm saying, like... right? So they went they went deeper to the Rolodex of whackness. Yeah, and they was trying to find some some new yeah. stuff to flip and bounce, and it wasn't cool. Yeah. So then, so it was a perfect like this book's failing. If we do this Black Spider Man, everybody hates it. So what? Yeah. And you remember Marvel used to launch a line every minute that oh yeah, yeah. Dark, and, and mm-hmm. uh, so and for some reason yeah. still though, every time we touch on this, I've, I someone that got bad at me every, last time I ranted about this on the How Stuff Works Network. It was on the like guys but they were launching so many things but nobody was reading that black panther run and then they canceled it <laughs> right. on your boy i like straight ripped <laughs> it out your boy's pull list still mad about that forever don't act like you like black panther now y'all because uh, <laughs> like black panther has some great books he yeah, has some yeah, great yeah. runs oh, yeah. but like because nobody was reading it they well there just, was an oversaturation of comics at the it time was, there was yeah. like mm. i think especially at this time that we're talking about mm-hmm. about Five Wolverine comics. You had oh, so yeah. many oh, yeah. blades in the stands. You had you had the Wolverine. You had Wolverine in the next twenty three. You had Dakin. Yep. Everyone remember uh, Dakin? Yep. Uh, Dakin. Yeah. Well, Actually, I like Dakin more than X twenty three. I was I, rocking with Dakin. I like. I could see that. Now, uh, between X twenty three and Dakin, I like X twenty three because her storyline is more rich. They skip a big portion of her history from mm-hmm. like the NYX series. Yeah. Which is a is basically her origin story, and then she had another comic from that. Dakin, I liked, and then they put him on the Dark Avengers and made him Dark Wolverine, and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah. Well, it's just funny to me. It's funny to me how often Marvel makes some weird legacy version of their characters, because if you think about it, DC really started that stuff. DC started with the Blue, Blue Beetle and Flash yeah. and Green Lantern. DC has had legacy characters all the way back to like the fifties, though, yeah. because like Flash, Barry Allen is a legacy character. Right, He's right. the second Flash, right? Uh, Marvel is just now getting into mm-hmm. legacy characters, and even still, they just still don't know how to nurture those characters right because mm-hmm. they're bringing Wolverine back. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, and- oh, and let me go for a, a, a tiny rant. Hot, <laughs> hot claws. Hot claws. Yeah, uh, you got hot claws. Your uh-huh. claws could cut through anything, but now they hot. Now they hot. Now they hot. Yeah. That's yeah. the stupidest thing I've I saw ever that. seen in my I, I've life. Never, I've never not bought a comic book based on the cover, but once I saw those yellow claws come out of his head, I was like, yeah. I'm not buying that. But yeah, so basically, if for those who want to, I feel like we're going to be doing a lot of sidebars because there's just yeah. three thick nerds in here. <laughs> we in here, man. But... Um, Dakin is Wolverine's son. Yeah, uh, you can note <laughs> that him by came his... out of nowhere. Yeah, you can note <laughs> yeah. him by his uh, third claw that comes from the underside. Oh, that was of his so wrist. dumb. It made no sense. His, yeah. That that was like very just like in a bad spot. Like <laughs> like it's just. I'm like, how does this work? Like, I get X twenty three. Her third claw is in her foot. I get that. But Dakin having his right underneath his wrist, I'm like, uh, no, that's just somebody thought that looked cool. And, and what's, with what's it. up with comic books and everything coming out your wrist? Yeah. They yes. love your wrist. They love There's wrist. A place for things to come out. Uh, and if you didn't know, uh, X23 is basically a clone of Wolverine and yeah. adoptive daughter. And they kind of exist. They, it was when it was claw season. Actually, they had so many. <laughs> actually, and I hate and I hate being a guy to say actually. Actually, is. Um, well, he didn't say um, so it's not. I that know. Bad. It's rec- <laughs> X23. He's recognized as his sister. Oh, really? Since they're clones, that's okay. his sister, not yeah. daughter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just that, that paternal relationship starts to show because they're he's older than her. But right. Yeah, he's, he's a he's an older brother, but like that's it. They're they're more siblings than anything. Okay. Yeah, and, and and this was like sun season as well because just to take a hop to another franchise, this is right around when Damien started popping up in DC. Yeah. And Damien had a rough go at it because he was bad, then he was kind of good, and then they killed him. <laughs> yeah. Once people started liking him, they, they, they Jason Todded him. Oh, and- man. <laughs> 
which is which is so weird because like I, I, honestly uh, I know we're supposed to talk about Miles, but that run was interesting to me because they had uh, Dick Grayson playing Batman mm-hmm. because Batman was lost in space and time. Right. Yeah. And Dick Grayson had to watch Damien every second of every day because Damien would literally chop somebody's head off or yeah. kill dudes. He yeah. was just, it was like it was like good cop bad cop. It was the perf- with a little kid. It was the perfect wrench to throw in the Batman storyline because Bla- Batman also was getting stale because they had twenty Batmans. They yeah. had uh, mm-hmm. Black Batman. They had Batgirl. Yeah. They had uh, they had Batman Incorporated. Which, yeah, like, yes. Bruce Wayne wanted oh, a Batman boy. in every country. Uh, they, they had Batman React World. Yeah, uh, <laughs> dude. I, mean, I know it's been known that Batman has a big ego, but when you want one of you in every every he, this dude think he McDonald basically <laughs> he he franchised Batman. He was just yeah, like, yeah. all right, we're gonna have a Starbucks Batman yeah. every oh, block. Yeah. Two for five batarangs coming around the you know like McRibs. Like DC were really trying to sell toys with that because right. everybody yeah. had a different suit and right. All right, so let's reel it. We really went. Yeah, let's come back to. So so let's let's come come back back to Miles, Miles. and let's just go straight to the basics. So we explain kind of the origins of that and kind of why. And Bendis made this happen. So uh, let's let's talk about Miles. Miles Morales. He was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York City, uh, and he was the 13 year old son of an African American father and a Puerto Rican mother. That was something that was cool too, because I like that they're like, we're not just gonna make him just the black kid. We're gonna make him Afro Latino. Get a little, you know. Kill two representation birds with one stone. <laughs> well, also he's, because Casada and uh, actually Alonzo is Cuban, I think Casada right. is some sort of uh, uh, Latinx uh, yeah. uh, person. So the bottom line is they could see that, but then you know the black thing was to make him notably different yeah. because they'd already had uh, Miguel O'Hara yeah. from twenty nine Spider Man. He was the first Latino Spider Man, yeah. uh, Miguel O'Hara, and uh, also it, and this is just something that I saw. It was just like the diversity of New York because having. Uh, a black dad and a Puerto Rican mom is a very common thing oh, in like yeah. cities like New York, Chicago, oh, yeah. right. and stuff. You know, right. all right, if they're going to be in New York, let's let's make it as New York as possible. You know. And speaking of which, as far as you talked about the cinematics, and we had talked about this, they do gank a bunch of stuff from Miles's interpretation of being Spider Man and throw it in Homecoming. Yeah, like but his big old friend Ned. Ned. Ned is ganky. Ganky. That was. Yeah. I thought I was like, oh, yeah. we get Miles in this, and yeah. uh, Donald Glover actually plays Prowler. Yeah, in Homecoming, which, which is a nice perfect just balled up nod at uh, yeah. miles it's that pretty guy. beautiful yeah because you got the person who inspired miles playing miles's you know makes, and, uncle. and yeah. we know that there is a miles in the marvel cinematic universe yeah. because when he webs him up he's like hey man i don't want those kinds of weapons in my town i got a nephew here yeah, yeah. boom so i'm like boom we got him Yep. Yeah, they they set it up, set, they set it, up. it down, and I mean, in that you know, the back weaving we're doing with the secret world hubbub is we're already creating a world where Peter Parker and Miles can coexist. So yep. who knows what's going to happen in two? In the two PS4 or three game, we got Miles already uh, in there. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, and and so, getting to everybody getting cinematic, uh, the Enter the Spider Verse has a version. Of the story mm-hmm. that we know from the Ultimates line, yes, but also they're and 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 putting in the uh, Spider Verse, yep, which uh, the Spider Geddon uh, event, you know, and yeah, and yeah. uh, basically basically these dudes, this guy Morlin and these dudes from another dimension they called the eat, Inheritors, yeah, the Inheritors eat Spider people. So if you have spider powers or you're a spider totem in any reality, they will come after you. So yeah. there's a Spider-Man who is a, a Captain uh, Universe. He's got the, got the Captain Universe mm-hmm. powers, and he's basically all-powerful. Uh, there's a Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham. Spider-Gwen. 
uh, Sydney Moon. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like they have different Spider Man for different units. Like mm-hmm. Uncle Ben is a Spider Man. There's yeah. an anime Spider Man. There's mm-hmm. like the, even the Spider Man meme is part of this Spider Verse. They they yeah. include each and every version of Spider Man that you can possibly think of. And yes, Spider Ham is a pig, and it's <laughs> hilarious. They have Spider Monkey. They have Spider Wolf. And I, I thought it was telling uh, to harken back to that ultimate line of Captain America being like, "There's not a Negro uh, Captain, whatever." Yeah. They have a thing where Miles has an adventure with Old School Spider-Man, and when he pulls off his mask to show that he's black, Old School Spider-Man goes, "Wait a minute, you're a," and then they go, "Oh man, maybe Old School Spider-Man is kind of old school in bad yeah. ways," and then he goes, "A teenager." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they hit you with one of them. They hit you. I'm like, oh no. And then they get like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they got us. They played with our emotions. (laughs) And we'll talk about how they played with our emotions even more after these messages. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. TIKA.com. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. All right. Welcome back. Still sitting here with Aaron Powell and my man Ed Greer holding it down. This has been a fun one. We've been it's been like a open conversation dropping yeah. facts instead of going, you know, in the normal order. But that's what happens when, you know, when we're tapping in. It feels like Instead of an episode where we're following along with an expert, we have three passionate experts. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, sorry I if you can't follow, follow along. Very... If this one's a little harder for you to follow along, I implore you to tweet us. We will keep the conversation going online. Please do. But I feel like we're doing a good job of, like, weaving in the top and yeah. bottom. But, you know, one thing we didn't touch on, and I did say we were going to talk about playing with emotions, is how people reacted to Miles. And, and once again, this was another thing that we were all – so luckily, 
able to experience yeah. live and direct. And it was funny when, it, you know, while like Stanley gave it the okay thumbs up and people like us right. really loved it, you had those fans out there that do what they do anytime any diversity initiative launches a diverse character or switches up or retcons and add something you had people complaining that you know this is just a move for for political correctness and and you know you're just trying to check uh pc and you know there's many takes that people have many responses and mine's is always yep yeah. so what yeah <laughs> okay yeah that's cool yeah. Like we you say it like we, it's a bad thing. We want to be represented. So that's like yelling know. at a dude in a Tesla, like you're just trying to save the environment. Yeah. <laughs> kinda. Well, yeah. Well, the, the one the one thing that I always balk at and, and on that regard is when they go, Okay, you're just doing this for diversity, you're just doing this for whatever reason. Well, everything is just for some reason. Everything is just for yeah. some agenda. Yeah. And up up until very recently, the agenda has been I don't want to call it white supremacy, but let's call it white A-OK. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's I like, like to, hey, A-OK. I, like, I like to call it that the 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 one rule that most waves of business go by is called I'm white and I say so. That's usually <laughs> that's usually the reason for a lot of things. And then when we when we get something, like it's a comic book character. It's a fictional character. And he had his <laughs> you know? own separate but equal universe for a long time. Right. What more do you want? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, well, they eased you into it. He didn't show up with your mom talking no. about, well, I'm your new daddy. Yeah. <laughs> they eased him in. Well, here's the funny thing about it. And here's my, like, less cynical way of doing it. Because I try, you know, as I get deeper in the nerd space and as we become mm-hmm. more talking points, I try and, like, take a little bit of Schnepp energy because, you know, mm-hmm. rest in peace, John Schnepp. He yeah. always, like, one thing I want to take from him is just his ability to kind of, like, try and, like, ease you into it and not be the dmx of nerddom which i am usually want to do and the way i look at it is it honestly if we're not being just straight up cynical and we're just being facts for facts before a certain time media was made for white people yep you the you knew you were creating it for a majority white person you knew that the only people who needed to relate to it is white people but what we all know now, especially as all of us are creators, we, mm-hmm. we are writers, mm-hmm. we are actors. We we work in this industri- industry, so this isn't speculate. This isn't speculation. This is just facts. When you are creating art, you're trying to touch your audience. You're trying to touch your viewers, and you're going to do everything you can to make them feel included. You're going to do everything you can to look on that screen and have them go, "Oh, that can be me." Mm-hmm. And you know, for so long, a lot of people of color had to look at these white people on the screen and and find themselves in them. Right. And in the end, we made it work. And now we're getting to a place where you're getting a lot of creatives who are like, let's switch it up. Let's, you know, create this character who, you know, black kids can look up to and go like, that's me. Well, but, it's, a, it's the old quote about how equality seems like oppression when yeah. you haven't, you know, but, yeah. you know and, and I think that that when they see... They don't realize what it was like for me as a little kid to be like looking up to Thor. Thor don't look like nobody that's been in my family history no. for 150 uh-huh. years. And I got to see myself in this Norse dude with a belt made right. of cowhide and all this jazz. But you can't see yourself in a Brooklyn teenager when you probably was right. a teen in Brooklyn. Have these people who are balking at Miles lived Miles' life and yeah. say they can't see themselves yeah. in him because of his skin. And I think that's a, that's that's a weird situation. But like you said, snap energy. I feel as though it's also the fact that it's belying that jazz about there is no audience for this. 
when I, I've gone into several comic book stores and seen people unbitten. Like sometimes I've walked into several comic book stores and had a diversity in comics uh, conversation pop up as I walked in the store. I don't know what that's about. And all of a sudden it's time to talk about diversity in comics and how whack it is. And I'm just uh, it, people. The, one of the main talking points they say is black people and women and, and lesbians or whatever you want to connect with and Latinos, they don't really read comics. That's so that's untrue. That's so false. That's so it's untrue. So false. And I would just lo- love for that. That is also part of it. It is a business. There is a business reason behind right. a lot of this diversity, and it is to sell to people who are buying comics that do not happen to look like regular Peter Parker. Yeah, and lots of times it's just dated information and that you just kept using. Like the example that a black-led you know, movie can't do well overseas. And then which is totally we're so false. surprised that Black Panther is this smash hit right. that is doing well. Well, look at Fast and the Furious, which is a black-led movie. Like, get, get whatever you think out of your mind, almost all of those actors in that movie, if they're not Latinx people, they're black. The yeah. Rock is black. I'm yeah. sorry. People, it's hard for like, people to forget, but look up his daddy. Look <laughs> up, yeah, look, his, his name is Dwayne Johnson. That's D- very true. Dwayne Johnson, Okay. <laughs> His name is Dwayne Johnson. He yeah. is like no matter how much they've tried to poke up his I, I don't think he's ever played a black person explicitly on film, mm. but The Rock is a black dude. He was yeah. in a faction called the Nation of Domination based yeah. on the Nation of Islam. <laughs> well, he, he's doing the new uh he's doing the new Schwarzenegger where it's like this fool's name is John Matrix, and he got this thick German accent, yeah. but he got all the clearances with the Delta Force. Right. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. well. <laughs> they, they do that with Dwayne right now. They so did they that with uh, John claude Van Damme in Street Fighter, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I brought it up. And <laughs> yeah, then I, I know. I remember and, that. Yeah, yeah. And I called him Russian, even though he that. is He's not. the muscles but, from Brussels. Yeah. But, <laughs> but so when, when Miles, some of the some of the reactions to him, yes, there were some people who definitely balked at him. Oh, yeah. And yeah. there were also the people, let's kind of talk about some of the people who are just like, well, why can't he just have his own thing oh let's yeah you know what i mean because there are some people like that yeah they're the yeah and they and they really try try and make that strong argument of like yeah if he had his own thing that'd be better than just rebranding xyz and really it's coming from the same place i think you know i think there is a corner of people who like it is driven by racism but i think there is another corner of people who just don't like change i think it could Mm. even if it was like you know uh, Rami Schwartz, and it was mm-hmm. like just this new Jewish kid who was Spy- Spider Man. Right, people would be just as mad, and it was just because they're like, well, "You're changing the thing that I like," and yeah. for some reason, I'm forgetting that I always have every future iteration of the thing. And right. what's funny is like people being mad about Miles Morales, they were actually doing that thing that people try and say. Whereas like we are creating this own thing, but yeah. now it's a problem. Now it's a problem because yeah. like they weren't saying could they create their own thing with the eight kid flashes we've had no yeah. one's saying no one's saying that you know but but we get a black kid flash now it's a problem why yeah. can't he have his own thing okay yeah a black dude running fast kind of racist but you know <laughs> uh his name is wally which is an old black man's name but you know well i mean are you happy with the first one that second one feel like a reach <laughs> well, <laughs> wally well, wally one of them old black well, well, is well, it? Well, I, I think is. wallace wallace, wallace? Yeah. okay wallace is <laughs> wally will willis west anyway uh the, the, the thing i was thinking about also is uh given these legacy characters personally i think i am one of the few fans that i love the fact that he's spider-man i love the fact that he has spider powers mm-hmm. but he's more than spider-man as well it's almost like yeah. he's in a situation where um cassandra kane batgirl was in for yeah. a long time cassandra kane as batgirl was 
for my generation, the best Batgirl ever. It she was, was the all kind best. Of and she she could do so many things that Barbara Gordon could not do as a as a because she was different. And she didn't F- speak. Full, full yeah, full stop. She was different. Yeah. She had a bunch of different stuff. And Miles has so many different things. I would love to see him become a character kind of like the Scarlet Spider or the Nightwing situation or something mm-hmm. like that. If they did that organically, I would not think that that was capitulating to racism or whatever. Yeah. I would just think that was like, because if he's not right. going to be the Spider-Man of a universe, this whole two Spider-Man jazz does weird <laughs> me out. It does. It, it kind of does. <laughs> and what are you trying to do? It's like, it'd be like if there was a Daredevil that fought in this three three acre section of Kel's kitchen and then a daredevil that was chilling in Manhattan and had better suits and better clothes and stuff. That's kind of how they did it for a minute. Yeah. And now Spider-Man's a poor bum again. They made him lose his company mm-hmm. to ground him a little bit. It's almost like people forget that what they love about Spider-Man is their own youth. Yeah. Their own youth. They right. were sitting on a bed at 14 and they was reading about this white Spider-Man going through his troubles, eating his wheat cakes. And that was their dude. <laughs> that they, cakes. You know what I'm saying? So basically the Ultimates line and this new Spider-Man is a way to reconnect Spider-Man with being 13 and 15. Yeah. To, to show us a Spider-Man that's 13, 15, 16, going through little changes and stuff. Meanwhile, we have this older Spider-Man who's like 35, basically. Right. Peter's like in his 30s now. And right. Like, and to keep him always broke and always having woman troubles and stuff. You 35, homie. Like, it's starting yeah, to look he pathetic. Needs, he, yeah, Pete needs to get it together. He has a PhD. He has a company <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, I, I, Dr. Octopus did everything he can to get Pete's life together. And then he threw it all away. Th- dude, that's funny. He really like, is the superior Spider-Man. Yeah, he got everything going for Pete. But then, like, we get Miles coming through and... It's it's a fresh character. It's mm-hmm. a fresh start. It's not they're not rehashing the same stories with them and stuff. Although going, I must say his new origin in the six one six is straight up trash. That, well, his, they, they make him they make him have an Uncle Ben that's like this dude he just met. Oh 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 oh! I thought you were talking about six one six miles. Because oh no no there no, no, no. is a six one six miles. Yeah, but how, we'll let you read that so we don't spoil it for you. Yeah. But the way that Miles is introduced and gets the idea to be Spider Man in the new six one six continuity that they put together mm-hmm. is pretty trash and dumb. But as Aaron said, there is a Miles Morales who is not heroic at all. Not who at lives all. Six one six. Not at all. He uh, there's in the Spider Men two um, series. It's about like a five issue, five six issues mini series. Mm-hmm. And Miles Morales of the six one six universe. This is a sequel to the first Spider Man, where Peter Parker from six one six meets Ultimate uh, Universe Miles. And they have and he, a little adventure. They have a little adventure. Then he looks up if there's a Miles in the six one six universe, and he finds out. Turns out, uh, this Miles Morales is an adult, uh, and he went to jail because, you know, his uncle went to jail, his father went to jail. He followed suit, tragically. He was in the jail with uh, Wilson Fisk, mm-hmm. Kingpin, who he whose life he saved yeah. in jail. Mm-hmm. So Wilson Fisk has a, a life debt to this Miles Morales, and they are basically just like... Crime buddies, I guess. Yeah. You know? Wilson Fisk is basically yeah. Miles Morales of the 616, the older Miles Morales. Right. He's basically his Chewbacca. They like they just roll, yeah, ripping arms just... off, <laughs> doing hardcore yeah. stuff. Like, in jail, they were like the homies and stuff and mm-hmm. like ripping arms off and stuff and just like, you know. And then when Wilson Fisk got out of jail, he's like, if you need anything, I got you. And he used Taskmaster to kill his younger self from another universe to wow. try to. Yeah, to try to. So, yeah, basically, so there is a Miles Morales in the mm-hmm. 616 that could be explored as a villain character. And there's this Miles Morales, this young Miles Morales that's in the universe as a, as Spider-Man. And like I said, I, I would love for them to come up with a fresh spider name for him. I would love for the rest of those spider dudes to get killed. Yeah. I, I, really, I really don't, I really don't like most of the spider dudes. Of most of the other spider dudes are whack. I like the spider women. There's the spider women are awesome. Like, yeah. a lot, and there's a lot of, they need to change some of the names because, like, uh, 
there's like four spider women yeah, at this silk. point. Yeah, there's silk. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, like their code names are actually Spider oh. Woman. Like there's like four of them right now. Oh wow. Silk uh, is different. Spider Gwen, coincidentally, so it's also Spider Woman. Spider yes. Gwen is just the name of the book. But she um, chose out of her own universe, so it's not. Yeah, it's not. Okay. She's uh, in her confusing. own universe, so she's not around. There's uh, Spider Woman who Jessica Drew. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider Woman. Um, um, from the Julie, Ultimates verse. Julie Carpenter. Yeah, and she's like a clone of Peter. Is that the one that's yeah. a clone of Peter? Yeah, there's two Jessica Drews. That are, there's one that's a clone yeah. of Peter, and then that's the other one who went on adventures with her. Uh, she went She went on adventures while pregnant, which was awesome. That yeah. series was great. Um, then there's uh, Arachne. There's Aranya. There's... <laughs> These are like, all how many in, ways can we play with this the is spider? All in, this is all in six one six, all on the island of Manhattan. Yeah, there's there's a there's a little bit too much spiderness. Me personally, I don't know uh, how what direction we're going to take this in, but I personally think that they should just. I gotta say, they should reseparate the jazz because like Sydney Moon in her own world would be sick. They've shown that Sydney Moon mm-hmm. on another world has is a super spy, yeah. and basically runs the world as a Doctor Doom type person who Cindy, has everybody's powers. Sydney Moon is one of those characters that like they just got introduced. I was new that still was awesome because she led into a, the Spider uh, Verse storyline, and her her origin was interesting because she got bit by the same spiders Peter got bit by, but she had to get put away forever for. Well, room? that's how they explain how they never came out. That's a century thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, just, they was away they was in just the Blue gone. Marvel. But uh, also, Miles Morales actually has a thing with Spider-Gwen. A lot of fans yeah, don't know that. Yeah. He has a little, they got a little. They've been, they've been, because they're roughly the same age. Like, yeah. she's not aged up like Peter is. They're roughly around the same age. And it had a little, mm-hmm. little romance going on little, and stuff. smooching. They yeah. saw a little bit of their future and stuff, too. Yeah, but that's what gives them pause is because yeah. they saw that they're supposed to get married. And in one of the worlds, they're very much married and they got all kind of these Afro-Latino, whatever the right. hell yeah. like Gwen Stacy <laughs> yeah. is. Afro-Latino, Irish future babies. Right. So they kind of was like, if you, and I like that as a part of Miles and their characters. Like, when you see your future, do you just embrace it right off the bat? Do you, do you think? Well, maybe I need to approach this more organically. Yeah. Or, or do you think about it as a possible future, like the time right. where he saw himself killing Captain America? Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that, that was tied a, him into that. Yeah, that, that. the whole Civil War two, which was a garbage storyline. I mean, I, I didn't <laughs> like the fact that they wanted to revisit Civil War. Like, there was... Well, there the, was a movie coming out. And, yeah. <laughs> and that Civil War wasn't as good as the original Civil no. War. And it was because it was rushed. They fell into the yeah. trap that I feel... DC falls into, which is rushing their their mythos yep. to try and keep up with like what Marvel does. And Marvel was rushing their mythos because they're like, oh man, you know, Civil War was a real cool moment for comic book fans. I know they'll rush to see this. It's like, yeah, oh, but yeah. if you build it, like imagine if hmm. they did Civil War now with how many folks were on that yeah. uh, Infinity War poster, that was Civil War. That would be the best airport scene ever. Oh, yeah. You know, because <laughs> that airport scene was mad empty this time. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, but, like, well, we, we talked about uh, Spider-Verse. I, like I said, I think Spider-Verse, uh, none of us have seen it, but when we do see yet. it. When we do. Uh, but I, I do believe from the trailer that they, they, they do incorporate things from the comic book telling of Miles yes. Morales. And also, uh, I, I think this might be... In the same way that, in my personal opinion, The Dark Knight features the best Joker I've ever seen, and I understand everybody want to act with the Mark Hamill and this and that and the other, but I'm just saying, for my money, that was the first Joker I felt that uh, that was super cool, had a, had his own chaos theory to him and all this jazz, and also presented a, a credible threat to Batman physically. 
all those it checked those boxes for me, and I was fine with that, and that's the best one I saw. I think Miles Morales might do something like that for Miles in the oh, Spider Verse yeah. movie because they allow him to be himself for longer periods of time than he even is in his book. I mean, yeah. some people think he is. Uh, it's been quoted. He seems like a stranger in his own book. They seem to get into the motivations of everybody but him in certain times, yeah. especially later in the run. At, you know, when they start thinking about his place, and I also think that they kind of coddle him a little bit, like. He does. He's not smart enough. And I think this is whack, but he's not. Well, not whack, but I think it's interesting that he's not smart in that way enough to make his own web shooters. So they yeah. give him web shooters right. from Shield, but now to alleviate that term, because that might be something like, "Oh, he's too dumb to make web shooters. That's racist or something." Now they've given him these weird webs that he shoots out of his like fingertips and wrists and yeah, stuff that he can swing on. It's like he's making these weird, you know. He looks like Best Genus from My Hero <laughs> Academia. <and he's> just <laughs> like. I, <laughs> So some of the later things that they're doing with Miles, I personally think are kind of whack. And I hope, like you were saying, the things that Cinematic Universe kind of pushes back on the comics and the comics push on the movies. I hope that the comics will get more like this version of Miles in the movie. Well, I feel like the solution to Miles for the future of Miles is f- super, super simple. It's the same way they were able to bring back Black Panther with a vengeance and have mm-hmm. it be strong. You got to put a black writer behind yep. it or even a Latinx writer because you need someone writing from truth. You're saying that, you know, uh, the main complaint is that he's following everyone else's motivations. It's because it's going to be kind of hard for a white writer to wonder what a 13 year old Afro Latino yeah. in a ma- major city's motivations are going to be. And one and- of the main things that Brian Bink, Michael Bendis was a misstep in a lot of people's opinion was he had a big passage in there where somebody saw his, his mask get torn off. It was in the Ultimates line. Somebody saw his mask get torn off towards the bottom and towards his shoulders and stuff and they saw that he had black skin under his spider suit and this lady blogger was like, yeah, the Spider-Man is of color. Woo! Yeah. And, spider- and Miles saw that and was like, uh, I don't want to be the black Spider-Man. I, I just want to be, be Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. It's like, that is, that's, mm, that's, that's straight out of a white writer's mouth. Yeah, I'm that's, sorry. yeah. That's, that's, that, was, is. that was, I don't see color on yeah. a comic book. Yeah. Right. yeah. Vomit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. And it's, <laughs> it, but it, but it's, it's so interesting because it is, uh, you know, just a touch on that. I feel like that has been pushed on people of color for so long. It's like, you mm-hmm. don't want to be the, 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 and insert your race here version of this mm-hmm. you want to be but you do want to be because you want right. people to look up to you like yeah i want to be the best black comedian so that other little black kids can look up and be like i can be a comedian that being said i don't need my peers saying that i'm the best black right. comedian like mm-hmm. it's it's a nuanced relationship with that type of identity that once again like we said can't be covered uh, mm. by a white writer because i can understand why Bendis might think like, oh yeah, you don't want to be known as the as the Black Spider-Man. It's like, yeah, no, no, no. I don't want to be known as the Black Spider-Man to white people. Right. But to black people, I want to be known as the Black Spider-Man. So to that blogger who was indeed black, he would have been like, yeah, mm-hmm. power to the people. Right. Up <laughs> but top, to, you know? But if it was like, you know, little Miss, you know, Janice at HuffPo, and she was like, Black <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man, he'd be like, pause. I'm yeah, Spider- <laughs> hold on, I'm just Spider-Man. It's, it's, but, it's you know, right. that's a whole nother rant that we don't have time for, which is about, you know, nuance and approaching things and how, you know, this era of wokeness and the trying to be right doesn't allow open discussions about nuance because we rush to have the right answer and not actually understand what's being talked about. And thinking, um, that, thinking that a lot of this stuff has an answer, yeah, is kind of silly mm-hmm. too. You know yeah, what I mean, we're talking about complex human beings, yeah. nuanced situations. Every situation is different. So I, I just, yeah, I would love yeah. to champion the return to nuance. 
Yeah. I would because there there might be another three black nerds in here who would be like, yeah, I like that because I don't want him to be the black Spider-Man. Exactly. And they wouldn't be wrong. They that's be just wrong. how they feel. No, yeah, that's that would how be you feel their at the time. That's your, that's your opinion uh, on it. That's, opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that means their appearance. Your, yeah, well, I was going to let it slide. Like, I, I was going to whisper, Dan, I, cut that out. Yeah, I was. I, I, I tried to ignore it and then you corrected yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then it was like, all right, we got to look at this failure. Okay, what would their appearance be? They got like the pants up to their nipples I imagine this stuff. guy has like a golf club around his neck he got like yeah he got a, he got a whole bunch of beads he, yeah, he, yeah. Reading, he reading poems yeah and he smelled like home. patchouli yeah. like patchouli and like cool water uh-huh. right like right. why are you combining right. both why of you them combining, why you got on too much cologne yeah you know, that's that. that's what that appears he, he sells incense <laughs> yeah well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that they're giving Miles his due, and they're a- a- allowing for Spider-Man and Miles to be for the for the rest of the universe, for the rest of the world to see their relationship. Yeah, this is me as the Spider-Man at 13. You are Spider-Man at 35. They make a very big point in the trailer to show that this Spider-Man has done it all. Yeah, and that's an interesting thing to be like have that person with somebody who doesn't know anything. Yeah. and but he's also a fish out of water. He's in a whole other world. I think it's 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 the forty eight hours reboot that we've always wanted. <laughs> oh, I never thought of it like that. Uh, well, unfortunately, there's a new sheriff in town. They're already doing a forty eight hours reboot, and I'm so mad that I'm not already auditioning for it. Oh um, man! So you know, before we go into you know your plugs, which we're about to get into right before, I did want to mention this because I feel like y'all would agree with me. Yeah. Normally we'd be like, what are your you know picks of comics to intro you into Miles, but Miles is a pretty young, uh, you know, pun intended character in the universe. And I think you can't go wrong with starting with his original arc. Yeah. And then mm. dipping into maybe some Spider-Verse stuff if you uh-huh. want to hear some of the stuff we're talking about. And then just the new arc that starts after Secret Wars. I think you could probably skip Secret Wars. You can skip Secret Wars. Uh, it's just long and convoluted and stuff. But you can. Um, they even have a new ongoing series that's about to start very soon. Um, if you just want to just get your feet wet with that as well. Yes. Uh, it's going to have a new writer. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis is not writing this because yeah. he's over at DC now. Uh, this is the first time Miles has ever been written by anybody else. Yeah. Um, really? He kept the clutch on for that for, long. For the most part, because like in, in like he was part of the champions, and um, I don't think Bendis wrote that run no, at no. all. Uh, and then he was also in um, – He's been written by other people in other books or team yeah, books or stuff like but, that. But, but for the most first, part, his yeah. solo books was always Bendis. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is some. This is basically into Have they his announced life. The writer yet? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh, it is. It is a writer of color. It I is a writer of color. Uh, yes. Muslim. Yes. Ooh, that's going to be a spicy take. <laughs> or it might just be a regular one. I don't want to be putting stuff on him. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no. It, but that's another thing. Just last things last. You you do get uh, with Miles Morales himself and with certain creators of color. You do get this whole like you got to represent everybody. That was one of the big things about Black mm-hmm. Panther and some of the other black heroes that, especially in the Marvel. But uh, it's just like you got to represent everybody. You know what I mean? And I think the, it, nowadays we're getting to see that there's different parts of the universe, like you said, different different ways to be black. You know what I'm saying? There yeah, isn't some absolutely. monolithic thing, so he can represent the young Spider-Man in the way he wants to be mm-hmm. black or Afro-Latino, and so on and so forth. I think we're getting to an era of diversity even amongst the diversity, if you know what I mean. Yeah, because being black is a very diverse thing in itself because black people in America are different from black people in the Caribbean, different from black people in Europe. So everybody can get something different from it. You can get, like, Miles is, is one of those, he's still young. They're going to age him up 
soon or whenever they feel like it. You know, Jubilee's been 13 for 40 years, but... <laughs> yeah, until they like, decided that she needed to have a baby. Then it's like, oh, you're 29. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now Jubilee's like 25 and she adopted a kid. Let us not forget when she was a vampire. Jubilee's got a baby. Oh, she adopted, but she barely she got adopted a him as a vampire. Oh, well... <laughs> she adopted him as a vampire, yeah. Okay. She, Jubilee, right. I, I am a Jubilee fan, so I'm not like... I'm, I'm cool with her development and how she's grown as we a kid. We get it. You like fireworks, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. All right. I do. Where can people find y'all? All right. Um, you can find me at uh, Aaron Rampow on Facebook. I add pretty much anybody who does not look creepy or like a complete <laughs> fake profile. So make sure that you hit those prerequisites. You can add me on Instagram at Your Favorite Skinny Man and on Twitter at Your Fave Skinny Man. That's U R F A V Skinny Man. Um, yeah, and you can listen to my podcast, uh, Aaron Explains the Universe and Stupid Movie Tuesday, which will be returning soon from hiatus. Nice. Ed? Yeah, super dope. Uh, this is uh, Ed Greer. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Ed Greer Destroys, spelled how you'd think, uh, G-R-E-E-R on the Greer. Uh, check out my Instagram. I got like a, a bunch of uh, dope pictures that I drew. I'm an artist as well. And uh, I do have my podcast, Nerd Goat. Uh, that you can check out uh, nerdgoatpodcast.com. Check that out and go to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. And last things last, I am on Screen Junkies, as uh, if he was talking about. And uh, I'm on there every Wednesday at 11, their show Screen Junkies News, where we cover new stuff, and I'll be on movie fights probably over the holidays. Nice. Ooh, okay. And as always, you can find me at ifywadiway, I-F-Y, N-W-A-D-I-W-E on Twitter and Instagram, if D's on Twitch. Hang out in the NerdFam Discord. Uh, also, the Salt Squad Discord, if you are part of the Twitch family, it is discord.gg slash salt squad. Danny's in there. Uh, <laughs> usually before we tweet out the giveaways, uh, we, we post it in there first. Actually, that's it's simultaneously. I don't want anyone thinking they have to join and get a scoop because usually I post the Twitter link because usually you have to retweet for the contest. So, I, I you know just come in there and hang out come in the stream a lot of y'all have been coming through really been blessed by y'all but um i guess that's goodbye just kidding stay nerdy y'all Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. 
wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.